Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Back to Basics program with Rabbi El Shalom. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about addictions, what causes them, what the Torah has to say about it, and how to deal with it. All that and much more. I'm Israel Yudkowsky. You are listening to the Foundations Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about addictions. You know, everybody has some type of addiction. Not all addictions are bad. I'm assuming we're going to find out. Um, but yeah, we all, you know, something that I mean, everybody... coffee. Coffee is probably not bad. Yeah, see, coffee, you know, addiction, not too bad. If you have a cigar every now and then. <laughs> yeah, the so, arguable smoke. No, so, no. We're getting into some hot water. It's not an official study, but it is uh, someone in the mm-hmm. FDA came, um, said that someone who has two cigars per day or less, which who has more than two cigars a day? (laughs) Two cigars per day or less, then basically it has like no, like no cancer, no influence on like your health or anything. Mm -hmm. There's like, you know, like 0.002% or something that it could possibly affect you. Now, the reason why uh, cigarettes are so much worse than cigars is because cigars are 100% natural. Mm Mm-hmm. Cigars are made out of 100% just tobacco leaves. That's it, 100%. They don't mm-hmm. add anything to it. They're different type of leaves. Um, that's why, you know, they, you know, different tastes. But cigarettes could be up to, some cigarettes have up to 400 uh, ingredients wow. in it. Really? That's very unnatural, different chemicals. Cigars are 100% natural. That's mm-hmm. why it is less effective. But yeah, everybody has addictions and... You know, let's uh, just, you know, talk, see what the Torah has to say about it. Okay, yeah, so we're going to focus more on Hashkafa-wise. We're going to talk also, you know, I'm not an expert, uh, but I but I could say what I heard from experts. So we're going to focus at the beginning of what I heard from those experts, but we're going to slowly, slowly get into the Jewish Hashkafa about this whole topic. Yes, there's actually, um, yeah, we have an opinion on everything, even on addictions. But anyways, we're going to get to that. We're going to see what we can learn about this very, you know, it's a very, it's a very hot topic, you know. Unfortunately, a lot of people suffer from this, and you you almost can say everyone suffers from this on one level or another. Some people on a much worse level, some people better, and we're going to see what the Torah has to say about this. So, let's start with the number one question that that I had when it comes to addictions, you know, from a scientific point of view, is there, uh, they explain that once you're addicted to something, you have a release of dopamine in your brain, um, which causes you to go into the cycle to want it more and want it more and want it more and want it more. Um, so I'm not going to do so much the science over here. I'm going to do more the idea over here. But the so the question number one to ask over here. You know, you can even, you can almost call it philosophical question over here is, why do certain things you become addicted to and certain things not? Meaning, I'm not addicted to, did you ever hear of someone that's addicted to water, orange juice? Maybe there are some people that can get to that level of mamash addiction, but there's very specific things that we know that are very popular among 
humans um, to be addicted to. And I'm going to just n- name a few of them, the, the main ones. So let's start from even addictions like everyone calls coffee uh, an addiction. So <clears throat> what's in Coke. coffee? You have the caffeine. Co- yeah, it's basically to the caffeine. And then you have cigarettes. So, okay, maybe the addiction to co- coffee is not so bad. Maybe to some people that are really have it hard. Maybe on some level it could, it's not the greatest thing for them, I think. I don't know. There, when I grew up, I remember that you would read that there's research that coffee is the best thing for your body. It's incredible. It saves your life, saves your heart. Saves, and then you would have, the, oh, they did research that coffee is pretty bad. But I remember when I was a kid growing up, it was back and forth always. Like coffee is the greatest thing for you. Coffee is the worst. Back and forth. Today, I think they got to a conclusion that it's good. It's that and that doesn't harm you. Yeah, that's but today. I'm sure that's if you have tomorrow, like 10, yeah. what? Yeah, you never know. <laughs> but I'm sure if you have like 10, 20 cups of coffee a day, I don't know. But I know I yeah, know people that have 10 have cups of coffee much, a day. Well, yeah, one cup, two cups a day, you know, it's right. Be... But I, but okay, but it's an addiction because of the caffeine inside. Okay, yeah. fine. Let's move on. Then you have cigarettes. You know, cigarettes is also a very popular addiction. Smoking Smoking is a very heavy addiction, so I'm not going to go into all the science of the nicotine and and the relaxation and why is it why does it make you addicted? We're going to talk more of the philosophical point and philosophical point in a in a moment, but let me just run on more some more examples. So after smoking cigarettes, there's smoking, there's drugs, and in drugs, there's a whole a whole world over there of different levels. There's starting from things, you know, that are close to smoking, you know, a little bit more than that, that have some influence on the brain to like really heavy drugs that completely take, take, take over. And, um, <clears throat> but whatever level of drugs that we're talking about, bottom line, it's, it's in one, in one way or another will be an addiction. Um, and then you have alcohol, which is also a really heavy one over there. I heard some say that it's, you know, it's even, it's more of an addiction. It's more popular in the world than even drugs, alcohol, I'm assuming, because it's more accessible. Yeah, yeah. But whatever it is, again, um, take it as we're trying to generalize things over here. So, you know, you have the addiction to alcohol, as well known. Then you have addiction to, let's call it, you know, bad content on the internet. You know, um, schmutz, schmutz, in yeah, in Yiddish, schmutz. If you don't know, it means dirt. Um, definitely considered today one of the biggest addictions over there because of the internet. It became, you know, it always was an addiction, even before the internet. But because it became so accessible and on the on on such a large scale, it became. A very dangerous uh, addiction for many people, and it hurts a lot of people in different ways. You know, it could be a whole episode just on that. Um, <clears throat> another, uh, you know, I don't know how popular it is because you need to have a lot of money for that. But gambling, gambling is a is an addiction. So we'll use these very, you know, popular examples of uh, of addictions that people recognize that are addiction, and. And and just before I get to the question, I have to say one more introduction to to the to the question to really fully understand the question. Addiction means that you're not 
in control of it. Meaning, if I if 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 I tell you right now um, not to drink orange juice for a week, can you do that, Isra? Yeah, I mean, probably anyone's not going to drink no problem in the next week. No problem, right? But if I tell a smoker not to smoke for a week, that is very different, right? Yep. And some of them cannot bear it. Depends so, so, on the level of addiction. Yeah. If so, I tell some of you, them barely make it through Shabbos and forget about right. talking about a full week. What if I tell you a year? Stop oranges for a year. Can you do that? I could do it. Yeah. It's not. It's not pleasant. It's not. It's. It's. It's going to be annoying, right? But it's doable. No, I could do it. Yeah, for sure. Can I go to a smoker now and tell him stop? Quit for a year. Yeah, just like that. A heavy smoker. Quit for a year. Yeah, Obviously, not he's not happening. Right. I mean, it does happen to people that want to break out of their addiction. We're going to talk about it later, but um, but but of course, it's going to be in- incredibly, incredibly hard, like, if not almost impossible for him. Why? So that's addiction. Addiction is when you're not in control. You see, that means you're not addicted to oranges because you're in control of it. But it, when it controls you, that means you're addicted. Okay. Again, I didn't define. Addiction. I didn't say what causes addiction. That's where we're getting to. But what I'm saying is addiction, Let's we have to agree that it's something that you're not in control of. Okay? You're in a situation, you're in a certain cycle of a habit of doing something that it controls you. You don't control it. Yeah. <clears throat> like sometimes people who smoke and addicted to smoking or to drugs or whatever, like they want it. They enjoy it. They don't care about it. Like they don't want to, you know— they no, want but to ask smoke them, all the but time. But ask them to, to quit. That's they don't when want you to. They have no interest. They enjoy, they enjoy smoking. They don't want to. But I'm saying, but no, but for a lot the of fun of it, saying, ask him, uh, you know, one week for me. I'll give you, uh, you know. Right. No. So, but I'm saying basically that, but there are a lot of people, basically, I'm just, you know, kind of to understand where the part that it controls you is that a lot of time there are people who want to quit smoking or want to quit drugs or want to stop drinking coffee or. But they just can't, and they know it's bad for them, and they get super annoyed and upset at themselves when it happens. Mm-hmm. They just they just can't stop it. So that's right. what means that it controls you is because it is something that you do not want to do, but you still smoke 20 cigarettes a day. You don't want to do it. You hate it. You know that it's bad for you. You have absolutely no interest in doing, but you still, every single day, you smoke a pack or two of cigarettes. Exactly. That's what means that like the cigarettes are controlling you because it's something that you don't want to do, but... It just like it happens. You do it. Right. Well said. Well said. Exactly. That's we all agree that that will be again. And another disclaimer we have to say. I'm sorry for so many introductions to because this is a interesting point. Um, we have to say that there's different levels of addiction. Okay. Within cigarettes, there's the same guy could be heavily addicted, and some person is 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 very light. But you're still yeah. in like, but but back to the point that you said, you're still in, in when it controls you. It controls you on different levels. Some people, it's like incredible. It's like mamash taking over their lives, and some people it takes part of their lives, and less. Or like you take a scale from one to a hundred. There's people that are addicted twenty percent, fifty percent, seventy percent, or a hundred percent. Okay, whatever it is, and in yeah. between. Okay, so that's important. It's not like it's not so black and white. There's different levels of addiction within the addictions. But at the end of the day, like you said, if you're in the category of being addicted to something, that means it's controlling you. You're not controlling it. You, you have a really hard time controlling it. Now, now to the question. 
Why? Why is it that humans get addicted to those things that we mentioned? One of those examples, right? That are everyone knows. Yeah, simple. Cigarettes is addicting. Uh, alcohol addicting. Um, um, dirt in the internet. Schmutz addicting. Um, uh, gambling. Yeah, addicting. Cigarettes. Coffee. Yeah. Why do you get addicted to that and not to water, to orange juice? Why don't you, why don't we hear of people being addicted to <clears throat> to cake? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. If I, I mean, cake. Is, yeah, <laughs> some yeah, people yeah, mix some stuff food. in the cake. I don't know specifically cake, but yeah. No, but food. Let's let's say different types of food. There's a lot of drinks out there. There's uh, I don't know. Why do only drinks with caffeine? Is it about the caffeine? Right, yeah, so you could say, oh, because uh, coffee has caffeine in it, and that's okay. addicting. Okay, but why do you what, get addicted so, to okay, caffeine? Okay, so right, exactly. So what is it about caffeine that right. that makes you why addicted? Why don't you get like, addicted yeah. to, to, give me a nice, to corn? Yeah. <laughs> why don't you get addicted like, what, to... What is it about it? Like, what, like, what makes, oh, because there's certain chemicals or feelings, is that that makes you that, okay, why is that? Like, right. what makes it... And even in gambling or, or, or schmutz, why, why that is more behavioral, right? right. And that's not food. So why don't I get addicted to other behaviors like going up steps? Why don't you get addicted <laughs> to good, walking you know? up steps? Yeah, then it would be good. You're addicted to eating cake, but then you're so addicted to walking up steps. So, you know, it balances out. <laughs> why aren't you addicted to, uh, uh, you know, there are certain things that you get addicted to. Again, some people will want to put in more some categories of addiction, not only the ones I said, that are kind of a more of a common thing. I don't know, car racing or bungee jumping or, you know, thrills, things that give you thrills that become some whatever. Fine, I'm okay. I'm not arguing over here. Uh, again, I'm not a an expert. But on the things that everyone could agree that are go into the category of addiction, why only those specific things and all the rest not? Like, what is the yeah. determining? Yeah, and you like, understand what, the what question? What makes that what so makes? much more addicting? Well, yeah, like you say, What's a uh, common car, denominator also? car racing or whatever that is. Like, yeah, obviously you could find people that are addicted to this mm -hmm. stuff, but very rare, like one yeah. in a million. Like, yeah, I'm not, talking about the the popular right, the ones one. like everybody. It's it's heard of. Like, of course, everybody people addicted to cigarettes, addicted to the you know, right. Like, Coffee. Who doesn't know someone who's addicted to coffee? You know, like it's not. So again, that's not necessarily a bad thing unless you have okay, 20 so cups I'm a day. Okay, so I'm not talking good and bad but, over here. Yeah. And, you know, let's take the things that everyone agrees that are bad, you know, such as uh, um, you can say gambling or schmutz or alcohol. Definitely to be addicted to it is not good. And we see the results. And yeah. drugs, okay, drugs I get into hot water when you say yeah, it depends, depends what type. Depends to who. Yeah, the heavy drugs. The, the just to, you know, keep keep the yeah, no, I don't want to get into yeah, into heavy drugs. Yeah. But but definitely heavy drugs, everyone will agree that it's um and not good for you, you know, health wise and otherwise. And again, I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a little segment about drugs itself, which I'm gonna add another point to it. But now we're talking generally about all addictions. Why are the things that you get addicted to and other things in your life that you are in full control? What is the common denominator between all these stuff and the rest of the stuff? Interesting question. Yeah. You want to try to find some uh, common denominator or something, Israel? Give us something. It's an interesting question, huh? Yeah, like, well, what is it about it that makes it addictive? Like that it just... 
takes over the so body. So they, you explain scientifically it releases the dopamine in the brain. Yeah, but I'm still asking them that. That's why I said it's more a philosophical thing. Why those things? It's not only because chemical, because you see also in examples that are behavioral. It has nothing to do with chemicals. Yeah, it's nothing like n- nothing physical goes into your body. Right. right. And, Coffee, and orange, cigarettes. And, 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 and an orange juice also, yes, does goes in your body and cake and all that. They, they do go in your body and they don't release that dopamine. Okay? So there's yeah. something about those things. Do you find any common denominator between all those things? Maybe like pleasures. They're all, they're all pleasures. Right? Cigarettes give you pleasure. Uh, alcohol gives you pleasure. I could find pleasure. I I could find drugs, gambling, schmuzz, those stuff. Yeah, I could see why pleasure. Like let's say cigarettes. Like I could find a thousand things that are, you know, more fun to do than like smoking a cigarette. And smoking is not like pleasure. Like what's so ah so fun? Exactly. There's so many other beautiful pleasures. Right. Like yeah. Like do they have pleasure? Yeah, but not necessarily more than anything else. Exactly. There's a lot of other pleasures out there. Yeah. So what is it about these pleasures that are rather than the other pleasures? Hey, everyone. I'm interrupting this wonderful conversation to let you know about a fantastic, one-of-a-kind book that Artskull has recently published titled On the Shoulders of Giants. Rabbi Shmuel Bloom, who was involved in leadership positions in Agadis Yisrael for over five decades, takes us behind the scenes to gain a unique understanding of Das Torah in all its glory. Rabbi Bloom met with Gedoli Yisrael at Moetz's Gedoli HaTorah and in quiet, urgent conferences. He chatted with them in cars and on Shabbos afternoons at conventions. He shares with us stories, many of them not widely known, of generations of greatness, from the Chafetz Chaim to Rev. Aaron Cutler and Reb Meisha Feinstein, from the Ger Rebbes and Reb Aaron Lane Steinman to Rev. Dun Segal and dozens and dozens more. We also meet the Jewish people's Askanim. We are amazed by first-handed stories of Mike Tress and, of course, the incomparable Reb Meisha Sher in his years in Agoda, Rabbi Bloom also met with the highest echelons of the U.S. government, and he shares his behind-the-scenes understanding of great political events and movements. It is a book you definitely should not miss. Get a copy today at archgirl.com, Amazon, or at your local Jewish bookstore. On the Shoulders of Giants by Rabbi Shmuel Bloom. Get your copy today. I would also like to let you know that every few weeks throughout the Back to Basics program, we are going to have a Q&A with Rabbi Liel Shalom. So, if you have any questions or just want to get a little bit more clarity on any one of the episodes, send us your question to jewishfoundations at gmail.com. That is jewishfoundations at gmail.com. Every person whose question is answered on the Q&A is going to get a free copy of the fascinating book, On the Shoulders of Giants. So send in your question today to jewishfoundations at gmail.com, and you might be one of the lucky winners of the fascinating book, On the Shoulders of Giants. And now, let's get back to the show. So this is a question that really, really bothered me. And um, until I was in uh, I was in Nerlalef many years ago, and one of the, I, I can't remember his name, forgive me, but um, he was he was giving us a course about, you know, a lot of topics I need to deal with as being a, a rabbi of a community. So one of the things, he talks about all these different topics that you need to help out people that, you know, and he was talking about addictions. And he said it, he said it in such simple words and it, it, wow, it like, since then I understood the whole topic, this topic that we're talking about, addictions 
to its core. Like, what is it based on? And he said like this, he was an expert himself, but also he gave more of an Ashkafa part of it. I, I mean, I'm going to st- extend it a little bit more to Ashkafa. But he said like this. He said, the answer is, the common denominator between all these things is, if you have something that has a relatively a small investment, and the result of it is in d- disproportion of the investment that you put in, creates an addiction. And I'll explain. What does it take to smoke a cigarette? A buck. Nothing, right? Not much. A little bit of money. You light it and smoke it. It gives to the brain. The brain gets a great reward. The nicotine, right? It calms you down. The whole act over there gives you a big reward over there. Alcohol, the same. Alcohol, you you drink a, a, a little cup of it, it start, makes you feel amazing. Now, the body, you put a lot of liquids into the body, right? So when you drink a cup of water, so you invested a certain amount of investment of take, you know going and pouring it from the sink, then putting it in. So it's kind of even with the you know the effort you put in. And the result is also, you know, normal. Then when you suddenly drink alcohol, you're investing the same, you know, in in the the actions that you're taking, right? Of putting liquids in your body, you're doing the same action as putting a cup of water in your body, right? What's the result? Result? Wow. You feel high. You feel good. Gives you this incredible feeling because of what alcohol does. Okay. Drugs, of course, we're going up in a, in a level over here. You're smoking just like a cigarette, but the reward is, boom, way more than a cigarette. I'm doing the same thing as a cigarette, and the reward is, you know, depends on the level of the drug, right? Meaning, if you put in a small investment, right, relatively a small investment, but the result that came out of that small investment was like, boom, not in proportion to the investment, it creates an addiction. But what about gambling, let's say? Good. So let's, let's, let's take a look. Before that, before that, let's go to, to schmutz, to what's going on in the internet. With that, it's it, people have, you know, a taiva, desire for this, and fantasies, and with a click of a button, you know, with a few clicks of what does it take? It's not, you're not investing, you're not sweating for it. It's with a click of, of a button, you get to all the fantasies of the world of, in Taiva. Those desires. So small investment and the reward is like boom, beyond. It's not in proportion to what you did, to the pu'ula you did, to the action you took. Gambling. What do you do? Well, how does gambling work, right? You start with a little, you start with a thousand dollars, and then suddenly you can get, if you're lucky enough, you can get a hundred thousand dollars, right? So you put in a thousand dollars, that rush that you get that I only had to invest a thousand dollars and I get a hundred thousand, that rush is not in proportion to what you invested, what you put in. That's why even though people lose and lose and lose, you're going to continue on that hope that I'm just going to put a 1,000 and a 100,000 will come out. That's what's keeping you going on in, in gambling. And gambling, the thing that's going you on is that that 
it's enough that how do you get more and more and more addicted to gambling? The more you're going to have that action of putting in small and getting the boom. Like let's put it like this: if someone goes to a casino and the first time ten times that he went. He walked in with a thousand and he lost all the money. He's probably not going to be addicted to gambling. I mean, but a lot in that process, a lot of times it probably happened that he I'm won. Saying if Are not, you saying if right. he's a total loser, losing, right. losing? He yeah, he's going to walk in. The Thirty minutes. I mean, he's not going to have money technically speaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he works. He's this, he's that. Yeah, whatever. He goes and like, oh, winning this and that, and he just loses all his money. Just yeah, probably he's going to. Yeah, that guy's probably not going to be it. What creates it is that rush when you put a small investment and you got a big reward. That's what it is. Coffee, coffee. Let's let's jump back to the. To the small, you know, the smaller one in the group, coffee, okay? Coffee is just another drink. It's the same thing. It's a liquid. It makes you feel energized. You just drink. And what did it give you in reward? Energy. You feel good. You feel it has the aroma. It gives you the, your, you, the, the, the caffeine gives you a reward that you didn't put into. It's just like another drink. The body is like, the body recognizes, the body is like, oh, liquids are coming in, like the brain. The well, liquids are coming in. Again, I'm, I'm talking very, I'm simplifying the idea. Oh, liquids are coming in. Oh, look at that. Look what that liquid brought. Great energy. I'm energized now. I can start my morning. Ha. Ah. Well, the water didn't do that. So meaning to say, if you have, if you if you would sweat and work really hard, you put so much effort, you sweated days and days and days to get a certain, a great pleasure, you're not going to get addicted to it. Because I don't have that rush of, because even though I got a good pleasure at the end, it came with so much work. It was a lot, a lot, a lot of work. So the body is not like, oh, wow. The body is not jumping from it and gets and releases that dopamine and gets into the cycle of addiction because uh, the body and because you worked hard it on for the it. same level maybe even more because you worked harder for it but but kind of like oh of course cause like you worked because you worked hard for right. it right so you had a nice build-up for it yeah for, to get to that pleasure you worked you work, enjoy work, it work, the work, same work. amount but you but but you also put in the work exactly like, to deserve it exactly so the common denominator between all addictions will be if you have, a, again, I'll repeat, a small investment and the result of it is so big as disproportion in, in, to the investment that you put into it. It's not in proportion to the investment you put into it will create an addiction in one way or another, okay, on, on many levels. And is it like even after once you get addicted, even if after you start not getting the big result. Like, let's say, you know, I don't know, cigarettes. Someone say, hey, he's zen, like he enjoys smoking and gives a good time. You sit with some friends, you smoke cigarette every now and then. After food, oh, you sit down with right. a cigarette, you wake up in the morning, and the coffee and a cigarette and everything's gishmak. But then after, you know, after a couple of years, it kind of like you become addicted and now you don't get that result of, you know, enjoyment because you don't like it anymore and you want to stop, but now you're already addicted to it. So even if at this point right now, you're right, I'm not getting that big result, but like you're still going to be addicted because I used to get a big result compared to what I put into it. Exactly. Yes. Listen, 
It's like once you're addicted, it once doesn't, you're addicted, once you're, you're in the cycle. Like that's it. You're in the cycle. So it doesn't matter how much you put into it exactly. and how much you gain from it. You're addicted already. So it doesn't matter. But in order to get to the point of addiction, you need a that you need like, to have that need to rush. Be getting get much more exactly. than what you put in there. Exactly. And if eventually, exactly. and it goes the chiddush over here is if to get one cigarette. You have to walk across the desert. Imagine to get to the pleasure of cigarettes, you would every time have to walk across the desert and sweat and toil and go through so much suffering to get to that cigarette. You ain't being addicted to that cigarette anymore. Or you're not going to get addicted to the cigarette. Because now the brain is thinking, the, the body gets whatever, the, your, your brain is getting used to the idea that to get to that pleasure, you have to go through tremendous suffering, right? So you don't have that rush anymore. It's all built on that rush of like, whoo, I didn't expect that. I put such a little thing and such a big thing came out. And it just goes on and on and on and on. And it, it, like like you said, and then it takes over you. That's all. You're, you're, it's out of control. Again, then the, the science takes over. The dopamine is released. And it's a chemical in the body. And that's why, in simple words, it's almost impossible to, to get out of it. So now, I'm not going to get into how do you get out of addictions, right? There's the, there's the 12 steps. Um, it's intense hard work to get out of addictions. It's yeah. a lot of self-discipline. It's putting yourself in the right place. It's promising yourself just today, today I'm going to succeed. It's a, it's a tremendous avoda. It's a tremendous work. It's it's really, 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 really hard thing to do. But there's Berkson, there's a lot of people that do it. A lot of people that realize that that addiction is destroying their lives, literally destroying their marriage, destroying their their work, destroying their career, destroying their future, destroying their their family, their, their children. So they were willing to to take that incredible steps, those incredible steps to, to get out of addiction. So that we're not going to talk about. What we will talk about is more of how to prevent yourself, how to grow. What's the Jewish hashkafa of how to grow into preventing yourself to get in, getting into addictions? More, in talking, more than talking about once you have a problem, how to get out of it, is more how not to get into the problem. Mm-hmm. So just, just before we get to it, I get a lot often a, a question from a, a lot of Bokhrim that I work with. Um, I get a question is like, what's the problem with drugs? I take it lightly. Again, yeah, the heavy drug is terrible. It kills the brain. It kills that. It gets you. But once in a while, to have, you know, the light stuff, weed, this, to have light stuff. Let's just, I don't want to go into, you know, I get into deep water. No, but this is like that, but that is like that. I know, I know there's a lot, a lot of levels there, so I don't get myself into it, into, you know, into the argument. But to generalize it, you know, they would say, what's the problem with that? What's the problem once in a while to be high, to, to feel that it's all good? Because that's what it does. Just chilling. You know, some, some, some of these substances puts you actually down, some puts slows you, some makes you like, you know, uh, in a rush. So again, but generally speaking, they ask, what's what's the problem with light drugs? What's the problem? You know? So actually, halachically, Ramosha has a tshuva. There's a, there's a famous, everyone likes to quote Ramosha. Ramosha has a tshuva that he, he discusses a few problems over here. Um, um, 
that 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 use of drugs. He was talking over there of hashish, or like you know, I don't know how to call it, how much light or not, but you know, things that make you feel good. Um, Ramosha has a whole tshuva of of you know of different halachic problems, but we're not talking from the halachic perspective. We're talking hashkafa. But he perspective. he was saying that that it is a problem to smoke. Yeah, it? yeah. He mm-hmm. he concludes that it's a it is halachic problem. It brings you into few problems. Going to mevatel you from from doing mitzvahs. He brings a few. And well, like what about getting drunk? Like does he conclude that also in in the same? No, it's argument? not. It's a, no drunk is a different. Uh, it's a different problem. Being drunk is a different problem. But it's also a problem. He says. It's a problem. No, but it's not. It's, it's, not it's a whole different of, topic. It's a whole know. different topic. That actually, you don't need a tshuva for Moshe. That you have Gemaras, and that you have you have Chumash that's talking, that, that, that shows you what happens when a person gets overly drunk. In Ilchus Purim, you have, you have poskim that speak over there about, about getting overly drunk during the year, that only in Purim is a time for drunk. Meaning drunk, there is a difference, uh, halachically speaking. But but right now, let's talk hashkafa. Hashkafa, I find the biggest problem in drugs, even in light drugs, the biggest problem is not something, you know, people argue about the health. No, it doesn't hurt you so much. I think the, again, without getting into if someone chooses to, to, to do it, you know, he can find out halachically if he could do it or not. He can ask his rabbi. But hashkafically, if you put yourself, a lot of these drugs, you know, some people that that do smoke, they'll have a hard time to accept what I'm saying. But people that, I find that people that are in it have a hard time and sometimes they can get even, you know, uh, offend, offended by, by what, what I'm about to say. But I think it's true. You know, generally speaking, if a person smokes on a on a regular basis, even light drugs, it puts you in a place that you it's an illusion that life is good. Again, this is I think this is the biggest problem. Life is good. <laughs> so the problem is that you don't catch up. You think that things are good, and what should I tell you? Life is has a lot of problems, a lot of obstacles, like you're saying in, in previous episodes. Right? There's a lot of obstacles there in your life. When we were talking about the car, yeah, and, yeah uh, last week and last week, um, <clears throat> so you know, life is is and and you need to deal with those problems. Life has a lot of challenges and a lot of problems, and you need to deal with them. If you get into <clears throat> a feeling an illusion that life is all good and it's but it's not real, so you're not you're kind of not catching up with life. You kind of you know you're behind. And then when you get, when you're sober, when you're not on drugs, suddenly you realize, oh, I didn't take care of this. And then everything seemed like, oh, I'll take care of that later. It's all good. It doesn't exist. Right? And it puts, I think that's the biggest problem. Some people are like, ah, oh, they don't think it's a problem. I think it's a major problem, hashkafically speaking, because you're missing out of being in a place that you're supposed to be. You're supposed to get to, if you work hard, you get to, to, to the place where you're supposed to be. And those things slow you down. No matter what, it just puts you in a in a place that you're not dealing with the problems of life. I I heard myself stories of a even unfortunately, you know, even married people that they kept kept on smoking. And when you're married, you have a lot more things to deal with, right? 
As a result, then you start having kids and yeah, issues with the kids, issues with school, issues with your wife, issues with work, issues with that. And if every time you're having an issue, you just you go and smoke because that's when usually, I mean, generally speaking, drugs, I mean, drugs, I mean, addictions, you would go to as a as a getaway, right? It keeps you, you know, a lot of people do schmutz and a lot of people do when they're under stress, when they just want to run away, they want to get away. So they'll go for the for for that you know uh, addiction. So so that's just one small word about drugs. Ashkafaklis, uh, 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 the biggest I think hashkafa problem over here. Besides getting to alochaka problem, biggest hashkafa problem is you're not getting to the place you should be. And that with that, it's going to lead us to really the conclusion of like we spoke before, that we're going to try to understand how to prevent yourself to get into drugs. And what does the Torah think? So the, we know, we all know the famous saying in Judaism that, you know, a lot of people use all the time, this line in life, because it's very, very practical, very practical line to use in life. Adam le'amal yulad. A person was born to work for labor. It's a very heavy statement, no? You're born to work. I mean, to some people, it's a very heavy statement. Why? I don't know. I'm just looking to chill. I just, I want to have easy life. I want to have a good life. Nope. Comes the Torah and tells you, you're born to work. And the Gemara has a discussion on this post that says, I would think for this Amal, for that Amal, maybe for working in this world. And the Torah concludes it's for the Amal of the Torah. And we learn from that. In Pirkei Avos, you see also a lot of discussion about that. There's an explicit Mishnah that talks about this also. That if you think you can run away from hard work in this life, so you're going to work hard on something else. I think we even discussed this on, on a previous episode, but I think so. Could be, maybe not. But if you think you can want, run away from hard work, well, good luck. You know, even the, the Mishnah also explains that a person that mekabal the, the Amal Torah, so they're going to take away, so you're not going to have to work and other things. Hashem says it for me. It's a, it's a, it's a darga. But that's how it works. Because it all comes from the line of Adam Lamalulad, a person was born to work. You know, today you have people that are just trying to run away from that. And they believe, by the way, if, you know, this is a, a very side, uh, but just if, if anyone's interested in thinking about this idea, you know, the um, socialism, socialism is basically they're trying to run away from the curse of Adam Arishan, of Bezeyasapechatoch um, Alechem. Um, that you're gonna have to work hard for your bread, and uh, um, and uh, okay, there's other problems with socialism according to the Torah, but one of them is according to the Torah and not according to the Torah. There's a bunch of there's, yeah, socialism. exactly. No matter what, <laughs> but uh, uh, but but in this point that they're li- that they're hoping for a world of a utopian world, a world that it's all good. Um, they're free again. Adam Lamal Yulad is saying, you're going to work, man, in this world. 
There is no one, no one in this world that can run away from hard, from hard work. You know, you think to yourself, take a multi-billionaire, take Bill Gates, take uh, Jeff Bezos, take uh, Elon Musk, take all these multi-billionaires, right? They still need to work really hard, if, if not on making money, so um, keeping their money, or working on so many things, on their family, on, on you name it, right? There's always... There will be always hard work. Even the people that go on a cruise all day and they're on vacation all day, you know what they need to work? On having a vacation. They're actually working. Man, they take care of this. They need to pay with the credit card of this. And they need this. And they They have servants. Uh, They they need to hire the servants. And they need to... (laughs) You see where it's going. There's no one that can run away from hard working. But depends where you put your hard work at. That's the name of the game. Adam Amalulad says, according to the way we explain it, Adam Amalulad says that you're going to work no matter what. Just make sure you're working on the right thing, on the thing that's actually bringing you the result, the right result of earning, right? The things that actually matter. Don't waste your Amal, because you're going to work no matter what. It's very, you know, some people don't want to accept it. They don't want to work. So good luck with that. We know we came here. That's, by the way, the biggest proof that we came here for work. That this world is designed. Everything in this world, our humans are designed to work. You get to a place, you cannot eat without work. You cannot live without work. There's no way to run out of it. So now the question is, what are you working for? Are you wasting your life? Or are you doing it for the right purpose? Back to addictions. If we're coming from this point of Adam la'amal yulad, the Torah is telling us that the way to achieve something, the way to, to get to a result should come with hard work. If you open everywhere in the Torah, there's so much, right? Everywhere you get to, we always, we, we always encourage hard work. There's avodas amidos. There's working on your midos. There's a struggle between the yetzar and yetzar atov. Work, 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 work. Workaholics. We work all the time. Because the Torah is teaching us that the way to get to a re- result is only by hard work. If you get there, if you, if you get a freebie, if you get there for free, you didn't get anything. And if that you if you think you're going to do something small and you're just going to get a huge, you know, you don't need to work so hard. Yeah, I'm going to just do here a good thing over here and there. And, you know, hope for the good. No, you're not going to get anywhere with that kind of attitude of like, eh, I'm just going to do minimal just chilling work. and hope great things happen to me. Right. Doesn't work like that. A buddy. person doesn't become a good person. You never can, you won't find a person that has good mitos without hard work. Just doesn't make sense. Okay, some people are born with like better natures or or less, but on their level, each one, each person on lo- on their level. Of course, we're not getting into the discussion that every person is is born different, has different uh, starting point. Um, that's a different discussion. But at, in one way or another, on your level, you're not going to become a great person without work. You know, people that got it for free. You know, go go do your research on people that won the lottery. They got their money 
in one day they became in a surprise. They never expected it. Got uh, you know uh, um, four hundred million dollars, right? And got whatever, even ten million dollars, right? What happened to their lives? Very interesting. Yeah, so many, so many stories of suicide and depression and and blowing you know, all the money, losing and it, losing it, and getting into even a worse financial place than he was before he won the money, and just so many stories. Why? Why is that? Why do you think that happens? Based on what we spoke, is what we spoke is because you got a reward for barely doing anything. You didn't do anything. Paid what a buck twenty-five, and just you know, fold out a couple of numbers right. on paper, and boom, four hundred million dollars. Like, it's a, I would pay a buck twenty-five for four hundred million dollars. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't, you know? But yeah, if you give a little and get a lot, like we were saying, then bit of a problem, right? So here's a tip of here's a tip for everyone. For everyone, this is all humans. That's a recommendation of the Torah. How not to get into addictions. You know how not to get into addictions? Again, once you got into it, it's a whole different discussion. But you know how to try to not get into addictions? If you conduct your life, if your whole life in general, you got it in your education, got it in your chinuch, that's, we should put, give it to our children like that. We should give over this message to our children, of course, because it starts from, from, you know, from birth. That, to get to a great result, you need great work. You need hard work. You just don't get to it without hard work. It all ties to the idea of earning, right? Of the purpose of creation that Hashem wants us to us to earn it, that it should be ours. But that's the deeper idea of it. But if you want to give the message, but you should give the message that you only get to great results with great work. If you have that in mind, Mimela you're not going to look for shortcuts, which usually lead to addictions. Because an addiction, again, addiction in its nature, we said, is you do some small thing and the result is not in proportion. It's wow. That's not how things work. That's not how you're stable. That's why you're not stable because you're not in control of it. It's going to be in control of you. So do you want to be in control of yourself? I would like to, yeah. So me too. I would love to be in control of myself. So you need to do hard work. If you're used to achieving all your achievements through hard work, that's a good tip not to get into addictions. You're not going to get, again, so like back to addictions, you know, coffee, like we said, is not a bad thing, but cigarettes and all these things that take over your life. Again, cigarettes is a really hard, hard one because, you know, but but let's go to the heavy ones that really, that we know, that everyone agrees that damage you, okay? Let's go to schmutz, let's go to gambling, let's go to alcohol, and let's go to heavy drugs, right? Everyone will agree, I think everyone agrees right now, that it's taking over your life, and you're not in control, and it, in one way or another, you, you need to discuss each one individually what kind of harm it does to your life. And we know for sure on people that have, have it heavily, for sure it stops their life, for sure it takes over their life. That's not the key to success in your work in this world, right? Everyone will agree. I think on that level, everyone will agree that that's not good. And that's because that's not how the world works. 
world does not work that you put in a small investment and boom, you just get reward. It just comes to you. You just become rich. You just get all the pleasures in the world. No, pleasures, everything should be acquired by hard work. And only people with that invest, that put hard work and get great results, they're happy. Because you brought it. You earned it. Didn't just come to you for free. Hashem, didn't just happen. Hashem embedded us in, in our nature. Hashem you know, engraves it in our mind f- for, our, for, our, for our benefit so we will earn, right? So we'll actually earn and we won't be fake. Hashem didn't want, because remember we spoke in the, in the purpose of creation, that it's not, uh, Hashem didn't want to just give handouts because then you just have a rich father, but you are worthless. Hashem wants you to make, make you worth something. So I'll end up with a blessing that we should all be zochen to really earn and put on all the effort and everything in our life, all the achievements should come from hard work. It's not a curse. It's actually a good thing. Adam Lamal Yulad, people look at it as a curse. Adam Lamal Yulad means you were born to work for your benefit so you'll become something. <laughs> you know, um, there was some, I, I, there was, a certain individual, he's very interesting. He has all nice ideas. So uh, I once asked him, so, uh, you know, you're working, so he's a very hardworking person. And Baruch Hashem, like we said, he's, he put a lot, he puts a lot of his work into really great stuff. He does so much chesed, he learns, he does, he does, he has family, he does great stuff. Oh Hashem. He uses his kochus for the right things. And I told him, man, you gotta, you don't rest. He says, don't worry. I'm planning on, you know, when I'm 120, put me in the grave, I'm going to have a good rest over there. That will be a good nap. Don't worry about me. I'm going to have a really good nap. Right now, um, but, you know, that's that's the real Ashkafa. The real Ashkafa is, again, of course, you need a disclaimer. Of course, you need to take vacations. When you take, when you actually rest, you actually recharge so you can work harder Obviously, yeah. that goes yeah, without For sure, that guy also sleeps think, from time to time. And he you know, sleeps, like, and he actually goes on vacations. He does. But his vacations are only, you know, that's yeah, what a person should do. It's to give do. him the strength to work harder. To keep, exactly, to yeah. keep on moving. Because unless you're an alien like Elon Musk, who in the past 10 <laughs> years took a total of only two weeks of total of vacation in the past I, I, my mind was blown like this guy works seven days a week like averages like 90 100 hours a week we should learn from that we should learn from and that. yeah in the past 10 years he took a total combined of two weeks of vacation in That's 10 incredible. years working 14 hours a day for seven days a week yeah, if he it's, can do it, insane. good, good if for him if he could do it anyone could good. no he's an no, alien no I'm saying if not... he could do it good for him <clears throat> yeah yeah <laughs> Good for him. Not everyone could do that. Aliens are both different. You know, it's not. Uh... <laughs> aliens. Um, yeah. Yep. So so with that, we're going to end with that note. Of Ezra Hashem, all, of our show, um, all of our effort should go for the right things. And we should hope Ezra Hashem stay away. And if we fell into addictions, we should be zochet to get out of them and be in control of our lives and not let those things control us because it destroys us it destroys us it destroys our 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 future you know that brings us into depression why because when you don't meet your expectations like we spoke many times 
you go into depression. Yeah. It's also not meeting expectations. And I think also it's when you come to addiction and we said when you get to a point that you want to stop and you can't, so you feel like you don't have control over like, so what am I doing here when I'm just a robot? Like I want to do something, but I can't, or I don't want to do something, but I just do it anyways. It's just like so frustrating. You could, you know, right. so easily get into depression like that. Right. And you become like very, I like the use of what you said, and you become a robot, it, it controls you. It's like a, someone is pressing the buttons. Yeah. But when you're in self-control, that's when you feel the most human. Yep. I heard a, a line like this, something something around this line. Now, when you're in self-control, that's the most human you could be. Because there's no other forcing. That's the real koyach that Hashem mm -hmm. gave you inside that the real power that Hashem that goes into Bechira like also that. we spoke yeah. we spoke about free will and it goes also into free will but you're more human because you're more yourself you're act, it's, it's more you yeah. doing it rather than other I forces do, right everything I do is, is me doing it I want to do it I thought about it I decided that I want to do it and I actually went and done it so like it's me you know everything oh, well, what could be better you know so let's yeah. uh, let's work hard to control ourselves and become Bezrat Hashem worth more. Amen. Bezrat Hashem. Amen. Beautiful Thank episode. You. Yep. Thank you, Rebbe. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will be back next week. So that is it for today. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you were able to learn something new. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you very much for listening. Have a wonderful day. We will be back next week.